Welcome to the Simplify Jesus podcast. I'm Bill Allen, and this is my buddy Matt Gunter, and we are breaking barriers through communication. We've got a very special guest for you today. Her name is Rachel McCants, and Matt is going to read a little bit about her and um, where she's been and some of the things that she's been through. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit today about how she overcame some major struggles. So Matt, why don't you take it away for us? Rachel holds a bachelor's degree in communication with a minor in English from the University of Texas at Arlington. Born and raised in Dallas, Texas, she is a certified Zumba instructor who has a genuine love for dance and fitness. McCants, having been a Christian all her life, lives by the words God first and family second. 2016, Rachel's health was impacted in a major way. A brain tumor inspired McCants to create Our Lindsay Unlimited, a business devoted to encourage, inspire, and challenge ladies to discover and raise their self-worth. As a playwright and author, McCants goal for the organization is to empower ladies to get standards and keep them and never settle and to walk in God's will in all aspects of their lives. She published her first book, Ladies As We Love Ourselves, a six-step program to self-worth in 2019. She also loves to speak and speaks through our Lindsay Unlimited. She now runs a program called Early Mornings with a Dose of Jesus, which helps people wake up early and start with Jesus. She also does morning routines to help encourage quiet time. Rachel, we are so excited to have you here joining us at the Simplify Jesus podcast. Uh, welcome in. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Awesome. We're, we're extremely excited to have you here. And I'm going to have to try that uh, early mornings with a dose of Jesus. I don't I don't know if you gear it towards women or not, but I need lots of Jesus in the morning. Hey, <laughs> I do not. I do not. That is not geared towards women. That <laughs> came after everything. And Jesus placed that on my heart. I'm so thankful for it now. Very but no, cool. please, please come. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have to check that out for sure. So, uh, so I want to dive right in to 2016 and, and kind of where you're at. And can you tell us a little bit about how that impacted your faith? I'm sure, um, kind of on, uh, well, tell us a little bit like where you were at on the front side of it, how that, how that had an impact on your faith. So, uh, it actually helped my faith. The brain tumor was actually the biggest blessing ever seriously ever and i joke and say i got out of a full-time job (laughs) but i also got so close with my family and friends Mm. because i was able to spend more time and i wasn't so busy Mm -hmm. and even though i'm really really busy now as an entrepreneur but Mm -hmm. and then just the relationship that matters the most with jesus just grew exponentially so to answer your question, mm-hmm. and if I don't answer your question, please point that out and say, okay, but what I asked you, <laughs> um, <You're good. laughs> but to answer your question, I was raised in the church. Mm-hmm. I really believe I was saved before I was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I was raised in the church. I went to a Christian private school. I was mm-hmm. in Awana. I mm-hmm. went to a vacation Bible school. I even went to summer Christian camp. My mom made sure I was involved in just about any and everything related to Christianity. Hmm. And while I am eternally grateful, this brain tumor really took my relationship with God to a whole new level. Because growing up in church, I typically have the general statistical teenage hmm. attitude, or I had the teenage <laughs> attitude of right. rebellion, rebelling rebelling. I can say that word. Hey, I can't say biblical. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. So, but just rebelling against what God had for me to do. And I was focused on everything outside of church and into the world, basically. And I even went my own way, like after college, like I broke away from my church. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Tony Evans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love Tony, yeah. Yeah, I grew up in Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. Oh, very cool. Now I am back at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. Awesome. But I did take some years off. And when I was exploring my faith in other churches, they were all non-denominational, but I just was not connected spiritually where I should be. Like Mm. it was, it was for show really. Like Mm. I knew God and we had a relationship, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't a sincere one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I never felt like I really had a purpose. This brain tumor changed all of that for me. That's awesome. That's, uh, yeah, I got to tell my story a little bit before, uh, or I guess back in in season one. And that's, Mm -hmm. that sounds a lot like uh, what I went through. I didn't have uh, any any kind of medical issues, but did have a a period of time uh, after college where it just kind of fell completely out of the church after being raised in the church. My dad was a music minister. So, um, you know, there every time the doors were open kind of thing. And, uh, having that period of time where I was out of it and mine was a relational thing. Uh, my now wife and I, we were dating at the time, um, uh, broke up, you know, kind of went our separate ways for a little bit. And that, that really shook me to my core. Cause I thought, Oh my goodness, this is my person. Uh, and so, so going through that, um, now obviously we're back together because we got married uh and have been married for two and a half years now but um but it's a it's amazing how god can work through tragedy like that and and uh and i don't i, I hesitate to call mine tragedy but tough circumstances how about that i was gonna uh, ask if you just compared your breakup to a brain tumor no no i'm trying to definitely not do that um trying to definitely not do that but 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 god does he does pick us up at our low points um is the point so that's really cool that, that he was able to do that for you so you gave us a little bit about, you know, your life before that, you know, you said it, it kind of bolsters your relationship with Jesus. How would you say that really kind of dug into that more for me when I go through hard times? Okay. I did not grow in the church, up in the church. Um, I, I didn't get, uh, I wasn't saved until about eight years ago, actually. So I'm very new to it all. Um, but I, I dove in hard and then even then started pulling away and then have, come back into it. And then it became like a job. In fact, I did work for a church at one point running sound and doing uh, audio type duties at the church. Uh, Now me and Matt volunteer at the church um, doing audio visual stuff. And uh, he teaches Sunday school. I teach Sunday school every once in a while. We're both very involved. But I mean, just full transparency, even now, I kind of feel myself pulling away a little bit just because of busyness and stress and just everything else going on. So if my little bit of stress can make me pull away, how did a brain tuber make you go even closer? Well, it was really all God because he did everything. And my mom is a very strong, faithful believer ever since I was little. And so side note, my dad also left the family when I was five. So it was me, my mom and my sister primarily, but don't get me wrong. Me and my dad are still very close. We are very close to, to this day. Like that is my man gives me the best hope. Good, good. Um, but he left when I was five and that really shook my world. So uh, observing my mother all those years and just how faithful she is in her relationship was and is, you know, I really, um, I am coming to the question. I'm going full circle. You're good. But she, um, <laughs> I love it. No, it's great. <laughs> She, uh, I used to always wonder growing up, like why she got up so early. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was an early riser, but it 
it was for her to wake up and start with Jesus. You know, mm. she'd always say, you know, I have to do my devotion and quiet time before I get you and your sister up and get us out y'all to school and me to work. And I'm like, now that I'm in my thirties, I get it. <laughs> but back then I didn't get it. Mm. Um, but so that was already instilled in me at a young age, being mm. in church and going to church with the brain tumor. Uh, and I was in a different church. God set everything up with this brain tumor. When I tell you that our, we t- we joked a little bit at the beginning about uh, me and my job and being out of a full-time job mm-hmm. and them not wanting me to talk at corporate. And so I went back to retail. So I was in retail at the time, but God lined all of that up. He lined all of my job experiences up to be to have me at the point where I passed out before I went to teach a dance class Hmm. to the girls in the showroom I was managing. I am also a certified Zumba instructor, as Matt so graciously read. (laughs) But um, so I'm a dancer and I love dancing. And Mm. so this job was so fun because I got to teach dance classes to young Mm. girls as well as explore their fitness goals and other goals that they have. Uh, in their lives. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, but I was on my way to teach a dance class and I passed out in the garage across the street from the showroom. Mm. And then the brain tumor was discovered. And then I had brain surgery and then, well, a biopsy, then brain surgery, mm. then radiation, then chemo. And mm. God just provided the whole way. Mm. I never received a bill from the brain surgery, never received a bill from chemo, never wow. received a, a bill from radiation. And my job at the time, even on long-term disability leave, they started a you caring account for me hmm. and it covered my initial medical bills. Wow. So to even try to pull away from God, it's just like, how could I? I knew he was doing it all. And I was just amazed every step that he took. And the church that I was a part of at the time, I wrote them and told them that I had a brain tumor that was discovered. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I still haven't heard anything from them. Wow. The Bible Fellowship came to pray with me the day before, well, that morning before my brain surgery. And uh, late point, uh, mm. my my dad and stepmom and my brothers are a part of Lake Point. So those two churches came to pray for me, but the per- the church that I was personally a member of mm-hmm. haven't even heard from. Wow. Mm-hmm. Even to this day? To this day. Wow. But I mean, yeah. And so that I just took a step back. And so I started going back to church with my mom. I started going back to Oakland Bible Fellowship. And when I went there, I noticed that my people that I grew up with weren't there anymore. Hmm. I went to the singles meetings. I went to the other little functions that they would normally attend and nobody was there. And I was really wondering where everyone went. And then I started noticing different notifications on Facebook Hmm. and they were at another church. And it turns out my pastor, my youth pastor had started a church. And so then I connected to that church Hmm. and I was with that church until it closed. And now I'm back at OCBF, but that is really where I got my connection with God Hmm. because it was smaller than OCBF, even though at OCBF through small groups and everything, it feels really tight knit and small, but this church was really small and Hmm. everybody knew everybody. And we were all just so connected Hmm. and it was so genuine and pure. And I really, honestly, I did learn from my mom's encouraging ways and her Hmm. being such a great role model, 
but these were different people because they were my age people and they were actually a little younger and how on fire for Christ they were was so encouraging and so mm-hmm. inspirational. And it made me like, wait, okay, how do you do this? How do you get closer <laughs> to Jesus? How do you get this excited about Jesus? And it just really, people really respond when they heard, seen, and cared about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt that in this church atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The second time I had attended, uh, just visiting the worship pastor just said that I, I've gotten word that a girl is going through, actually, he didn't even say girl. He just said someone is going through something and is just going through chemo and all these things listening. I was like, oh, wow, they sound like me. And it was me. Mm, And they called me to the front of the church to lay hands and just pray. And so I guess that is really what drew me into the church, like Mm. really witnessing the full body of Christ, how it's supposed to be displayed. Mm, Yeah. We we talk about that all the time with uh, our listeners that there's a church for everybody, and God's going to put you in the right church. And that and uh, I've left churches, and um, my my wife has left churches, and and you know it took a long time to find finally get to where we are now. Um, but we we've had the same experiences even outside of church though, seeing God move things around to put us exactly where we need to be today. Um, so I love that you that, that that was part of your story. Yeah, and and knowing that there are different churches for different seasons of life, uh, and you know, like you said, you're you know, God's going to help you to put you um, where you need to be for mm-hmm. for that season. So you know, one of the things that we are um, really big on here at Simplify Jesus, Bill, that Bill and I talk about all the time, is the importance of having that church community and and the benefits of it, and and understanding that. Yes, no church is perfect, that every church is going to have some issues, but but that ultimately when we come together as the body of Christ, um, that that we can do great things and that we can we can be there for each other and accountability and all of that. And 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 you talked about it a little bit, but uh yeah, how did how did church community really help you go through that tough time? They were just there. I mean, they are just with me and the only term that I can really think is annoyingly bother me, but it wasn't annoying, you know, mm-hmm. it, like it was just genuine love and it was sweet and it was genuine. It, it, it was just love. And just to witness this and then what makes you sure that I am okay and that they wanted me to be okay. Hmm. Um, it just meant the world to me that I was seen, heard and cared about. Like I felt all the things. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. With that being said, what, um, I, I could not imagine personally going through that, um, uh, you know, having something that could, I mean, potentially kill you, uh, obviously, and and not knowing the outcome. Um, I, I have control issues sometimes, <laughs> so not being in control like that, um, uh, really just relying on God, relying on the doctors, relying on not, not being able to do a thing about it. Um, so I, I know for me, when tough circumstances hit, um, I, I'm an isolator. I like to, you know, kind of put the walls up, push everybody away. And, um, and, uh, because I, I think I don't want to drag other people down with me is, mm-hmm. is typically where I'm at. Um, it's, it's that Enneagram nine thing. I think, um, I just don't want to drag other people down to make sure everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with that, Rachel? Are you familiar with the Enneagram? 
Yes. What okay. number are you, Matt? I'm a nine. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> I knew there was a connection here. Yes. That's what Why it is. Why does that yeah. not surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and so because of that, I don't want to drag other people down. I, I always want to, you know, make people be happy and all that stuff. And so, you know, when tough circumstances hit, and and this is even on a smaller scale, when I'm feeling stress at work, when I'm having tough times at home or whatever, I tend to bottle that in, and I don't want to really fellowship with other people and and be open and honest with other people you know what would you say to encourage people who are like me and 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 probably as a nine uh, you've probably got some of this tendency as well um to to open up and to share that with a body of believers yeah so what i would like to point out matt to Mm -hmm. your statement is i really believe it's confrontation Mm. We don't like confrontation. Yes. We don't like to stir the pot. We like, <laughs> yes, I am so like that. And I am yeah. working on that because I am learning that to have an open, vulnerable relationship, a truthful, honest relationship is to be open and honest mm. because people really want to know and they really care and they really do seriously want to help us. I really believe uh, if you have the right, authentic community, you can open up with now the wrong people don't be wrong you just gotta you know tread lightly everybody's not the right people right so i just caution to the right people in the right community and then always ask for clarity and then i always ask lately i've been trying to ask god for hmm let me take that back. We are not trying. We are doing. Either do or do not. That's right. Um, <laughs> Just quoted Yoda like that the other day. Yes, I did. <laughs> Maybe want to point my ears. No. Um, um, you just, I am working on contacting God to ask him to bless me. And even before I go into EMDJ, this is my prayer. Please bless me not to say any more or any less than you'd have me say. Hmm. And please prepare their hearts to receive me properly. And if it is for me to share, please allow me to share. Because yes, Matt, I am mm. queen number one, really princess. People <laughs> call me Princess Rachel. Just so you know, that's like my little nickname. Um, but I am Princess Rachel and I hold on to things mm-hmm. and I let things uh, boil up and fester. Mm-hmm. And my business coach says it, she calls it collecting stamps. And if you collect enough stamps, especially with that one person or like a certain situation, she says you will go postal. <laughs> and so <laughs> I like I, that's that. how I think. And so I am really trying to just be open about my feelings and really mm-hmm. realize what I am feeling because I am known what I'm realizing that I will overlook my feelings in a hot second mm-hmm. to accommodate somebody else. Yeah. And that is detrimental to me. And I'm really trying, I am really getting out of being a people pleaser. I'm surrounded by nines. My wife's a nine too. Oh, <laughs> you got a great circle, Bill. Not I do. I do. Y'all are all fantastic. Right. You just have to draw everything out of us. I That's do. all. That's fine. I do. No, tell me what you want, not what you think I want. Yes. What number are you? Three. Uh, I think I'm a wing. My wing is an eight and a three. I don't know. I, when I, what is it? The, the growth and 
a weakness like i grow into a three when i'm when i'm That's doing well is, yeah. i look more like a three yeah yeah, yeah. and and matt yeah. uh matt's wife and i are a lot alike she's a yeah. six but you know we're we're kind of in that same spectrum there so yeah. it's a weird little circle we're in <laughs> um, so, great community that's right it is right. it is a fantastic community uh, so if you were talking to a non-believer or just a non-church goer Based off of what you just said, what would you say to encourage somebody who doesn't think they need the church or who doesn't think that uh, or thinks that they can do it all on their own? Perfect. So I actually have this conversation pretty often. People very close to me feel this way because Mm -hmm. the church has hurt them in the Mm -hmm. past. And I say I understand, but you cannot look at the church. You got to look at God. And you have to have your one-on-one intimate relationship. And again, that goes back to building that community. So find your right community in the church. And if your church, like Bill, I think you were the one who said you have left churches and you Mm -hmm. find other ones when you need to. And your wife has left churches. Sometimes you got to pick up and you got to go. But you just got to find the right church that fits for you. That is what is key. There are so, so many churches these days. Make sure they are not teaching false doctrine, but just that they fit your your needs and your wants and the people you want to be surrounded with. Hmm. But I mean, like you have a choice, but you need church because as it says in 1 Corinthians 12, we are all body parts of the church. If you didn't have hands or fingers, you know, um, or your hands that they want to do what the feet did, like your body would be different. Yep. And God positioned the body the way we, it is for a specific function and necessary purposes. And that is how he has built the church as well. All of us have unique pieces and parts. Yes, people hurt people. Me and Matt know that the mm-hmm. best, but you know, <laughs> we try to encourage them anyway. But you have to forgive. Huh? Don't hold on to anything. Let that go and find your one on one relationship with Christ, a vertical, not horizontal, and then work on your horizontal relationship. Mm. So if you're really just against the church, I would say work on your relationship with God and then ask him to lead you to the right church and do some investigating. Some good stuff. Well, a verse that, uh, that Bill and I both hold on to is, is life versus here is uh, Romans eight twenty eight says God works okay. everything together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. And hearing your story, having this conversation, uh, knowing both of, of where we came from and how we came together, um, crazy circumstances that you wouldn't, you just wouldn't think would, would lead to where we are now. How has God used all of this this uh, this crazy story, this tough time, um, different churches and all that? How has God used all of that to put you where you are right now? Yeah, book, author, speaker, all kinds of cool stuff. Playwright, going on. playwright, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he did it all through this brain tumor. And hindsight is twenty twenty. That mm-hmm. is one of my talks that I share. If anybody mm-hmm. wants to put me, just putting that out there. Um, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like looking back at it all. It's just like, God, you are awesome. You are amazing. Like, how did you even work this together? And it is all for my good. I have been working since I was 16 in high school um, as an intern. And then I got this really great, easy job. And when I passed out newspapers, 
y'all Dallas Morning News. There was a paper called Quick. Mm -hmm. It was the summary of the Dallas Morning News. Okay. And I was hired. Um, so in high school, we would go to Mavericks games and different other sporting events and pass out the summary. And when I graduated, like I had a job right after high school and I was passing out papers at 5.30 a.m. Like I had to be at work at 5.30 a.m. Yes, I've been an early bird all my life. Both of my parents, both households are advocates for waking up early. And so I, I, I joke with them all the time, both of my parents. I'm like, I know y'all were separated, but y'all raised us the same. So <laughs> it, it really worked out. And so... Um, I work just every every job I've ever had. So passing out the newspapers, uh, being a server at a restaurant, being uh, working at Bath and Body Works, working at Sephora, mm. all the things. And then uh, working at the television station to working corporate for the television station to going back to retail and managing a showroom and managing the profit and loss statements and um, mm. hiring and firing people and making connections with other fitness facilities because that was in the job description. Mm. And it was just a lot to all of that, to being an entrepreneur, mm. like it just blows my mind. <laughs> and for me waking up so early, so often so early so early in my mm -hmm. life and my friends always not always but a lot of times judging me or like you just wake up too early and I'm like no and I'm always the encourager Matt that, mm -hmm. that's what we do <laughs> that's I right. always encourage you the encourager especially when it comes to fitness mm -hmm. uh 5 30 a.m boot camps and even to this day like that's why I wake up early and I start with Jesus I'm mm -hmm. like okay Lord you have really just set this up for me to wake up early and start with you and help others do the same. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's like connecting different puzzle pieces. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, wow, even <laughs> with the finances, like covering me every step of the yeah. way, like my mind is seriously blown always. Mm -hmm. If I just sit and think about it all, it just, it gets me like emotional. Because <laughs> <laughs> He's just so good. He is so good. Yeah. And for good reason, it should. It's so cool to be able to look back and at every detail in your life and be able to say, okay, I see why that happened now. I see why that happened now. But mm -hmm. even now, we can be in the middle of something and say, why? Why are you doing this to me, God? But then 20 <laughs> years from now, we're going to look back and say, oh, that's why. Okay, maybe, uh, maybe not. Maybe we won't see it until we get to heaven. But um, I can look back at so many different things yeah. and say, I can't believe that helped me to end up where I am now. Um, I even have one more thing to add. Yeah. I just thought about it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> even me being single, <laughs> my attachment to boys at an early age, because my father left when I was five, and just the attention that I craved. And um, I had a relationship on and off for 13 years, and I literally just was able to end it completely. I gave him an ultimatum, but... I just had to do it because I was just like, we're not going to keep doing this. And guess what? I have standards and I'm keeping them. And the Lord has a plan for me. And if you're not going to be a part of it, I'm going to have to ask you, Beyonce reference, to go to the left, to the left. <laughs> so, yeah. I so even Did you catch it? I yeah. I yeah. I'm cool. I'm... <laughs> yeah. I love it. But yeah. So um, even to being single, I'm just like, finally content being single and whole where I am right now. There's still things I'm working on always, but to be here finally single at, I'm not going to tell y'all my age, no, um, but <laughs> just finally being able to be here is so nice. It's yeah. a blessing.
No, yeah. that's that's fantastic. Um, you're you're kind of living our dream right now. You know, we we still have day jobs. We're podcasting. Uh, we had this this mission, this vision, to to put this out there. Felt like it was something that people needed to hear. And um, you know, one of these days we we started out. Hey, let's write a book together. Um, but then it start, turned into a podcast, and and uh, we're still working on the book. And uh, you know. Uh, want to eventually maybe do some speaking gigs and stuff like that. You're living the dream for us, you know, um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm it's excited very, for you. Oh, thank you. And that's why I'm <laughs> excited. And I told um, one of my friends, she just keeps telling me, you are not going back to corporate. God set you up this far. She's like, you keep on going forward because by the grace of God, my needs and expenses are very minimal. Hmm. And um, I still live at home with my mom. So when uh, the brain tumor and stuff hit, I was honestly planning to move to California. Mm-hmm. I was on my way out. I was just like, California is the life for me. <laughs> and so, uh, but the brain tumor hit. And so I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm staying here. And my mom was able to retire because mm. she really needed to help. Um, well, she was such a big help, but she just stood by my side the whole way. Mm. And by the grace of God, we get along fabulously. And she is literally my ride or die. Like uh, we go everywhere together and um, mm. not everywhere, but a lot of places. And yeah. um, we just have a great relationship. That's awesome. So, yeah. So it, it, it's, it, but it's really God because <laughs> I honestly had no idea what I was going to do. And I had a dream during the um, rehabilitation process, when I was recovering after brain uh, surgery and everything, and I was in a play and I was dancing in a play. I used hmm. to be a part of the dance ministry growing up and then uh, with the new So it wasn't Baptist. So. No, it was non-denominational. What if it is always non-denominational? I kid. We go to Baptist church. That's why I kid about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So dance ministry um, and Zumba and all of it. I had a dream. Okay, not Martin Luther King, but I did have a dream <laughs> of me on stage and I was dancing. And then that's when I got the message that he wanted me to do plays and express this message through plays. But I honestly did not know what I was going to do. Now that we're having this conversation, like this is just coming to me because I did not know what I was going to do for work. I did not want to go back. I said I was never going to retail again because that was a lot. Um, and I never didn't necessarily want to go to corporate. And God gave me this vision and he's just working it out. He hmm. continues to provide. Social security ended in 2020. And I'm like, well, thanks. You know, yeah, I can go get a job in this world, even though I just had chemo and radiation. No worries. Let me go find a job. Sure, but sure. Um, God provided. And he continues to provide sources come out of nowhere. Um, It's a very meager life still. But I recently came into telling myself because it's a mindset thing. I really believe it's a mindset abundance mindset. Of course, God is our source and he provides it all. But I am like telling myself, I am the lady that wakes up early and starts with Jesus. And he wants me to be prosperous because I have something to say to encourage others. And I am here to help people through Christ. I wake up people early to start with Jesus. (laughs) I encourage ladies through God's word. This is my, these are my affirmations that I tell Mm. myself, some of them. And so, again, it is very meager. And I know Jesus lived a very meager life. But I choose to believe that he has called me to be prosperous. So eventually I'm walking the walk and hopefully talking the talk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Check back with me next year. Absolutely. We will. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, uh, so uh, shameless plug here from you. Uh, What are you up to now? What what kind of projects are you working on? What what's uh, what's coming up in your ministry? 
what's coming up in my ministry is early mornings with the dose of Jesus. So I took three months off for the summer. Early mornings with the dose of Jesus actually starts Monday, October 11th, and it goes through December 17th. And uh, yeah, it's all about waking up early and starting with Jesus. I say, give me 10 minutes, but my goal is five minutes or less. Hmm. And in the encouragement every morning is an encouragement or a story. It's like a devotional on the go. And then you get affirmation and verse or verses and then a song for the day. And I tell them, have a productive day in Jesus' Hmm. name. And that is what I do Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. in the morning, central standard timing. I do have some Eastern standard timing. I even have had a Kenya. I don't know what time zone that is, but a, a girl in Kenya, a lady in Kenya. Very nice. Do you have any uh, speaking gigs coming up? Yes. Okay. So November 18th, I have a speaking uh, that is for women in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm a part of a group called the Nehemiah Project. It's a, mm-hmm. all about Christian entrepreneurs. And so if you have any questions, I would love to talk to you about the Nehemiah mm-hmm. Project as well. It is so good. Love them. Absolutely. And we'll put, if it's okay, put the link of that in our show notes uh, for people okay. to check that out. Um, and then your book, how is it doing? Is it? Um... Yeah, it's doing well, slowly but surely. You know, every chance I get, uh, I put it out there. I just wrapped up a self-worth challenge, uh, six weeks of meeting, uh, going over each step because each step gives you every day, a day of work for each day. Like some people kind of use it as a devotional, um, but it's not, I did not design it that way. These are the six steps I used to regain my self-worth after I was mm. bald twice. And uh, so we just came off of a challenge. And the next time I do that, I think I'm going to do like a half a day workshop somewhere and just meet and see and like do maybe the first three steps. And then I don't know, I'm working out a workshop. It's coming soon. Okay. Awesome. Please keep us updated. And uh, last but not least, if people want to uh, find out more about you and what's going on, uh, what's a good way they can get in contact with you, your website, what's, uh, what's the best way to find out what's going on with our Lindsay Unlimited? Yeah, so good job for catching that right away. So many people are like, our what, what, Lindsay, Lindsay Unlimited? So thank you for picking that up right away and yeah. saying it so clearly. Our Lindsay Unlimited, and Lindsay is L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, not E-Y, A-Y, unlimited.com. Uh, www.rlindsayunlimited.com. You can also email me at rlindsayunlimited at gmail.com and Instagram and Facebook. I am rlindsayunlimited on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. I am Rachel McCants and that's R-A-C-H-E-L the way God spelled it. Just saying. (laughs) M-C-C-A-N-T-S. Awesome. Well, Rachel, uh, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today to talk about your story and um, and how the church has had an impact in that and how God just moved in crazy ways uh, through your life and opened up some doors. We're excited to, we'll be excited, we'll have to check in uh, in a year or so, like you said, and, and yeah. see how things are going. Uh, but uh, so happy to have you on and uh, looking forward to seeing what God does next. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure so much for having me. I have enjoyed y'all so much. Well, thank you. We've enjoyed this very much. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, folks, that's going to do it for this interview with Rachel McCants. Uh, we've enjoyed this immensely, and um, uh, we hope to uh, hear from her and see how she's doing in the near future. Um, we want to remind you guys to be sure to check out our website at simplifyjesus.com, and uh, be sure to check us out on any of the social media channels. We've got Instagram, Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, uh, we've got a YouTube channel. We're all over the place, y'all, so be sure to check it out. And send us an email at info at simplifyjesus.com for any more information, um, any questions you might have, uh, anything that, uh, you know, if you've made a salvation choice, uh, if this maybe inspired you to look towards Jesus, uh, reach out to us. Let us know that that's going on. We hope you all have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.